with me. She is a business coach and list building expert. She helps coaches and consultants build a deep connection with their ideal clients through heart-centered marketing and powerful list building so they can get the income they deserve. After 20 years in corporate America as a marketing executive, lead generation expert and three-time business owner, she's learned what it takes to grow a business. Now, she's dedicated to helping others make an impact for their clients and on their businesses. Hi Andrea, very welcome to the show. Hi, Esther. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. So let's start. What has been the biggest turning moment in your life, Andrea? Yeah. So the biggest turning moment is kind of a sad moment, which I feel like a lot of people have a sad moment that makes them have some perspective in life. And mine was about five years ago, I was working in marketing. I was in corporate marketing and I was really never happy at my job and I kept changing jobs, kept new companies, new companies, but I never really thought maybe there's something different I should be doing until um, one night I got a phone call from my mom and she said, your dad's in the hospital, come. And it was about a two hour drive and I was driving as fast as I could. I got to the hospital and about an hour after I got there, my dad had a heart attack and they started working on him. And it was a really, it was a hard situation because I was in the room when this happened. So they were working on him. They cracked his ribs and he was screaming for air. He couldn't get enough air. And I was watching this and it was a small hospital in, in big cities. They would have kicked me out, but it was a small place and they didn't kick me out. So I had to watch everything. Mm. And this went on for about two hours. They, he died heart would stop, they would revive him, heart would stop, they would revive him, and there was no surgeon, the surgeon was on his way, and so for two hours, they kept crashing, and starting, and stopping, and, and the whole time, I was just holding my dad, and it was so oh my God. brutal, and shook me to the core, that um, it just, to this day, it's, you know, like that feeling sticks with me forever, and unfortunately, the surgeon came um, about two hours later, and uh, my dad died on the surgery table. And at that point, my mom had never been alone. She doesn't understand how to write a check, how to put gas in her car, nothing. So my husband and I decided to move to the city where she lives so we could help her. Unfortunately, we bought a house that was getting built, and so we had to live with my mom which was good and bad, but it was very difficult because now my dad had died. I had nightmares and panic attacks from seeing him die. Mm. I was helping my mom out. I was driving two hours to go to my job because we moved. So now I had to drive two hours to my job and it was just too much. And it gave me a perspective and, and I said, you know, like life is short. My, my dad wasn't sick when he died he just, his heart gave out. So we weren't ready for it. And that could happen to you. It could happen to me. It could happen to anybody at any time. So in the entire time I've been on miserable, I've been miserable in a job for probably five or six years, but I never did anything about it. So all this 
put things in perspective. And I said, I need to do something that fulfills me. And I didn't know what it would be. And the only thing I know how to do is marketing. I don't have any skills, Esther. I have like literally no skills besides marketing. And so I was like, well, I want to help people. Well, how can I help people? Well, I can teach them marketing. You know, I can teach them the tricks that I learned over 20 years of marketing, how I help companies make millions of dollars. And I could teach people the, the tools that I've, you know, I've been acquiring for so long. And so that's when I decided to teach marketing. And sure enough, when I was teaching marketing, I was teaching them to marketers at corporate America and to entrepreneurs. And I really noticed that that was, it fulfilled me because now I'm doing something good for people. I'm helping them. You know, they don't need to go to school and get an MBA for $30,000. They don't need to hire somebody that's way too expensive. They can literally do this on their own. And so um, that is when I started doing that. And I started really being fulfilled in my career. All because of that, life is short, you know. This is so beautiful what life taught you with a sad, very sad, sad moment. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, it, it did a lot because it was for my career. That was the part of it. But then also what happened was I had those panic attacks and I, I, they were really bad where I, I usually get them at night where I couldn't sleep and there was anxiety and I've never had anything before. I've never had depression. I've never had anxiety. I've been very lucky in my life. And so this was the first time I now was dealing with my mental health and um, I did all these new things that I've never done before. I went to therapy for the first time. I started meditating. I started doing, um, taking more time out, walking in nature, I started doing yoga. And I started really um, able to live a, like a more calm life and also put things in perspective. Like in my jobs before, if something bad happened or I had a bad coworker, it would, it would eat me up and it would stress me out. And I, that's all I would do is talk about it, talk about it. And because of all this meditation and really coming back to myself and perspective in life, um, I started being calmer about things. And, you know, if I had a bad coworker, I would just talk to them and we'd, we'd work it out. Or if I had a bad day at work, I would just be like, yeah, whatever, tomorrow will be better. And so my whole perspective has changed over the last five years. And I've become like a more well-rounded person. I concentrate on well-being. I care more for people. Um, I wasn't that caring five years ago. I it was all about my job and working and making money. And now it's about having people happy and helping people out and, um, you know, being a well-rounded person and not just a workaholic. <laughs> If you look back, what helped you the most? Which techniques or which books, which coaches? Yeah, it was definitely a combination of everything. But what helped me the most was the meditating. I've never sat in silence. I've always had the TV on, music on, around friends or at work. Never sat in silence on my own ever, my entire life. And that was a huge turning point because then I started like think like I was listening to my thoughts and they were mostly negative. You know, there were think thoughts about like, oh, I could have done this better or, oh, I have to do all these things or, you know, like, oh, this person really bugged me today. And I noticed that I was very um, reactionary and negative. And so with this now 
sitting in silence and meditating and listening to the thoughts, I was able to shift them, you know, like, like, for example, I have a, I'm a big, what if thinker. So I'm like, what if I'm late to Esther's interview and she hates me forever because I was late. Like that's my, 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 what if I, I have that with everything. What if the plane goes down? What if, uh, you know, this, this campaign that I'm working on at work is a failure. And so now I finish that sentence and I say, what if I'm late to a call with Esther and she's mad at me? Then I finish it and I say, well, I would apologize to Esther and Esther is such a nice person. She would be okay with it. And we would just figure it out. Or if my campaign is bad at work, then I will just do better the next time. And that's totally fine. And I'll learn from my mistakes. And so finishing that what if thought with what I learned in meditation has helped me tremendously because the what if there's hardly ever an outcome that's really, really bad. Usually it's like, oh, well, I learned from it or it's not a big deal if something, something happens, you know? Wonderful technique to work on these negative thoughts. Do you have other, other techniques which helped you as well? Yeah, um, there's so many. When I have these thoughts or any other thoughts, any negative thoughts, right? So if you're maybe thinking about, I don't know, like, a, a sibling or a parent that you don't get along with, a family member that you don't get along with. And if you start thinking about conversations that you've had, I say to myself, dead end. And it stops me in my tracks. And it's like, it's a dead end. There's no point for me to think about this. Nothing will change having these thoughts. Nothing will change if I'm replaying a discussion that I had with somebody. It's a dead end because I'm not actively doing something about it. I'm just thinking about it and it doesn't get me anywhere. It doesn't get anybody anywhere to have these thoughts. And so a lot of times when I start ruminating about things, I'm like dead end. And then immediately I stop. I'm like, yeah, it's a dead end. So let's talk about, think about something else. And that's really been um, one that I've been using recently that I really like a lot. Hmm. There's a lot of little tools like that, that I've learned in meditation. There's so many, um, but that's, that's a recent one that I really like. Wow, great. So you went back five years ago, you changed a lot. How about the next five years? Where do you see you yourself, Andrea, in the next five years? Yeah, so I've already changed just recently, actually. So um, as you said in my bio, I, you know, I teach um, entrepreneurs on how to get leads and how to, how to do their marketing, like their websites and stuff like that. But what was happening while I was doing that, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, a solopreneur. So there's only so many people I can reach. Right. Um, and so I actually ended up taking a job as vice president of marketing for a business coaching company that coaches on diversity and inclusion. And so um, part of the reason I did that is so I can help the masses. Now I can help thousands of people. Like we have clients like Apple, Coca-Cola, and so I can make a bigger difference. I still have my business where I'm teaching because that's a, it's almost like I'm giving back. Uh, yes, it costs a little, but it's not like these crazy costs. So it's almost like volunteering in a way. And then now I have my business where I can reach thousands of people and help them. One of the things about me that not everybody knows is that I'm an immigrant. I moved to the United States when I was a teenager from Germany and I was teased really bad. I was um, actually like beaten and in school and just because I had an accent. And so for me, diversity, equity, and inclusion is a huge, huge part of my life. 
Um, I volunteer, I'm very political, um, not just, you know, being an immigrant, but also race and, and sexual orientation and everything. I'm a huge um, proponent of equality and equity. So, um, so that's why I decided to take this job because that's what this company does. So that's one big change that just happened currently. And so now I'm learning, right, to go back to well-being, both have a full-time job and a full-time business, too much work for one person. So I'm hiring people to outsource some of the work for my, um, for my business, my personal business, so I can still have my life and have time to meditate, have time to do sports, have time to hang out with friends and family. Um, so that's right, right now. And in five years, I feel like, um, career wise, I think if I stay in this organization and if I stay in the corporate world, um, the highest I can go in my, my field is chief marketing officer. And so that's what I want to do. I'm a vice president right now. So the next level is chief marketing. And then that's kind of the end there, but I want to get to that. So in five years, well, in four years, because in four years, I'll be 40, 50, I'll be 50. So at, by the time I'm 50, I want to be a chief marketing officer. And then my business, I think I will just continue to just be there and help people however they need it. I don't have big goals for the business besides giving back and helping. And then in my personal life, um, I just want to get even better at my health. Um, right now, I feel like my mental health, I've been tackling for the last five years and I'm really good there. Now I'm trying to tackle my physical health. Um, so I'm, I'm overweight right now. So I'm trying to lose weight trying to eat healthier, I'm exercising more, and I'm trying to really be more active outside and be around nature and that type of thing. So, so everything is in stages, but that's in, so in four years, I'll be a chief marketing officer. I'll be the healthiest I've ever been. And I will um, continue to give back and, and teach people how to grow their business. Oh, wonderful. And with your own business, what's the people you're helping with what kind of businesses they have or what kind of challenges they have? Yeah, so I'm helping the solopreneur, the person that's working on their own because they're, they need the most help. Um, and a lot of the people that I help, they're coaches like life coaches or health consultants, that type of person. And those people, they, they weren't in business before and they weren't in marketing before. So they don't know how to even get started. And so that's why I help the person that really just needs to know like, okay, how do I have a presence online? How do people find me? And how do I get people to buy from me? The big thing that I always talk about is you have to learn the trifecta. It's earned media, owned media, and paid media. Owned media, let's do owned media first, is your website, your blog, your social media sites, because you own them. You're responsible for what you put on there. Well, there's all kinds of techniques and things that have to happen. And it does, it's, it's a lot of work. I'm not gonna lie, marketing is a lot of work. If you don't put in the work, you're not gonna be able to make money. That's just how it is. So that's the owned media. So I teach people how to do that the easiest way possible. And then the earned media, which is a really cool media, is when other people take notice. So right now I'm being interviewed by you. That's earned media. I'm not paying for this. I'm not doing anything for the podcast. You are. And you interviewed me. So now your people will learn about me. Um, it could be a journalist writing about you or you having a TV interview or you speaking at an event. It's all the stuff that earned you other people's eyeballs. And then the last one is paid. And that only can happen once you start making money from the owned and earned. 
Because once you start making money, then you have enough money to do advertising. But you got to get these right first to have enough clients in to make enough money to actually do advertising. And once you get to the third stage and you can reinvest the money you made through earned and owned, and then you start doing ads, that's when people blow up. That's when people start making six figures. But until all three of them happen, most people, I mean, the average business coach makes about $60,000 a year and they'll never make more. Um, and that's just normal. Um, most people don't even make it to the third year. They usually drop out. The business goes under. And the people that perfect the trifecta, they're the ones that end up making enough money where they can hire people and grow their business. Um, but it takes work, work and time. Mm. If someone in our audience wants to start a business, what would you recommend? What are the three things you'd say they have to start with? Yeah, so I would definitely recommend for them to do their research and figure out exactly what their niche is. Um, Esther, you and I talk about this a lot. You know, you are able to help everybody. I'm able to help everybody. And it's so hard to just pick one lane and just to niche. But when you're first starting out, that is the smartest thing to do. I don't always do what I teach, so I'm guilty. <laughs> this is hard. I, I, I really, I think this is the hardest thing for me. But if you do niche down to one audience, one subject, one thing that you can teach them, it's the easiest way to get started. And once you perfect that, then you can start getting broader and broader. Um, so that's one thing. And doing that research, what do people want? So for me in marketing, right, I can teach search engine optimization, advertising, I can teach websites, I can teach email marketing, I can teach so much. Well, what do people want? What is needed? And so you have to do that research first um, to figure out what you should be selling in the first place. And then the last thing is once you figure it out, okay, what is your niche? What exactly are people wanting? Then you figure out, okay, who are those people? Where are they at? Are they on Facebook? Are they on Twitter? What do they want? What's the kind of information that they want from you? How do you reach them? How do you sell to them? How do you write the right copy that gets them excited? So if you're, you know, I, I had a student that is a Pilates trainer and she is in her 40s and all of our marketing was like 80s music and 80s TV shows and a lot of stuff that had to do with growing up in America in the 80s. But our audience were senior <laughs> citizens, and most of them were Asian immigrants. They weren't here in the 80s in the United States, so they didn't even understand the references. Also, they didn't care about the 80s because they're older. So for them, she was marketing to them in her language what she likes to hear, and they didn't care at all. And so we changed our whole marketing to that generation. Then we had, you know, Asian references, and we talked about, you know, like, holidays that, that they were celebrating and in their language and in their the way they speak and then all of a sudden she started getting customers because she changed the way that she was going after them and so that's why that's so important to really understand who your audience is wow great advice so where can people reach you andrea the best way to reach me you can either go to my website at andreapalton.com Or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Andrea Paulton Coach. Great. So one last word for our audience. One last word. My advice is to really pay attention to everything in your life, not just your work or maybe not just your, your, your personal life, but there's a good way to really figure out a life-work balance 
where you're not doing too much in one or the other, because that you do have to be able to really balance your life in such a way that you're living a fulfilled life. Because when you're old and you're on your deathbed, you're going to want to remember all the stuff that you've done and you've created and you've helped who you've helped, the people that you've taken care of. You want to have a big, well-rounded life and not just concentrate on one area of it because you're going to miss out on the other parts. Beautiful. So thank you so much, Andrea, for sharing. Thank you for having me, Esther. I really appreciate it.